Hello and welcome to Brand Appeal. Uh, Brand Appeal is sponsored by Rail. Rail is a platform that helps businesses, small and medium-sized businesses grow and takes the friction out of sales. Check them out at rail.chat, rail.market, rail.com, and that's R-A-W-L. Okay, so today on Brand Appeal, it's Wednesday, and I will be interviewing a Rail member, and uh, today I'm interviewing Val. Hello, Val. How are you doing? Doing very well. Very uh, happy to be here. Great. That's awesome. So, Val, I want you to start by introducing yourself and your business. Okay. Uh, uh, Val McCarty. And so um, Shannon has helped me come up with a six word story for your business. (laughs) And my six word story is uh, elevating a business success through strategic alignment. Um, And so Kadosi, the the company that I work for, is all about aligning um, uh, goals and the strategic alignment of the company with everyone in the company from top to bottom and bottom to top so that everybody can see the strategy and how they fit in. And um, as a a person on the top level, you can see uh, it's one watering hole of information on the person near in the middle or near the bottom, you can see how your 10 widgets a day that you make actually how it connects to the strategic goals of the company and what your stakeholder part is. It's quite uh, enlightening. You know, that's actually quite interesting when I think about it, because a lot of the issues that happen in the corporate world are due to a breakdown in communication. And people need to feel that they have purpose, that they are a part of something bigger, that what they're doing matters. Yes. So if they can just go to the platform and say, hey, this is my job, this is how it fits. And if I don't do it, it'll affect this person and this person. And everyone else is gonna see exactly what I do. So I will get the recognition that that I deserve for my work. Yep. I think that's really important. Yep. In in larger companies that use it, it's actually spawned, quite a lot of collaboration in the sense that if the goals that I'm working on are, are complete or I'm maybe ahead, I can look out and see what are my other compadres doing? Do you know what I mean? Do they need help? Do they have a goal that just needs to get across the line? And maybe I can use the afternoon to help them. And so it's, it's really um, sort of one for all and all for one. You really get that sense of uh, community at a workplace. And that's, you know, culture, community, yep. that's, you know, those are big buzzwords right now, but they are extremely important. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope to one day, um, you know, have some people that are talking about that at cor- at the corporate level. Yes. So, uh, for, that's a surprise for the future. <laughs> anyway, the, uh, so I want to show, this is a brand, this is brand appeal. And I, so we're going to talk about brand storytelling. So Val, can you tell me the origin story of Caduce? Caduce? Oh, for sure. The why. It's got a wonderful why, how it, how it became, came to be. Our CEO, um, Chris Lambert, uh, he was, um, he's been in the C-suite for a while, but when he first entered, he remembers his very first meeting as a C blank something, you know how there's CTOs and CEOs and C whatever O's. <laughs> And so he arrives at this meeting with all the heads, VPs and see whatever's. And he just thinks, oh, this is going to be fantastic. These people are going to know about the company. They're going to know what's going on. Wow. Look at the, you know, what I'm, I'm invited to. So he gets there and it turns out to be more like a um, grade school um, playground than it is uh, a CEO environment. You got people pointing at each other and blaming, well, I didn't get this, um, you know, uh, resource and you didn't tell me this deadline and I wasn't allocated that from accounting and, you know, this kind of pointing fingers and, and nobody seemed to be on the same page or aligned or anything. There was siloing going on. And he thought to himself, quite disappointed. He thought, how do I get everybody on the same page and wanting to be on the same page and working together? And so uh, he came up with the idea and he being a developer uh, in his uh, younger years, he thought, nope, I can do this. So he developed the whole thing uh, with a couple of, of, of uh, people by his side. Of course, we have a, a fantastic uh, developer uh, on the Kudosi side um, that is working for another company right now. So Kudosi is his sort of sideline. 
And uh, one of the founders actually works for uh, Amazon, is a, a techie in, Am in the Amazon world too. So yeah, it's, it's got some good founders, some good foundation, but that's the why, that's uh, the pain that it tries to solve. That's, and I love the fact that it's got that story and that he found a solution to a problem that he was experiencing. Because, you know, how can corporations or any organization that has a team especially multiple teams function or be productive when everybody is competing or passing the buck or playing the blame game. Yep. And how do you find those people that aren't going to do, aren't going to be in a place of fear and are actually mm -hmm. going to be in a place of confidence and uh, productivity and say, mm -hmm. and, and accountability and say, yeah. you know what, I, yeah, we dropped the ball here. We didn't get this and they didn't get this, but you know, I should have been following up on that. Um, I, I can uh, I can remember. Oh, sorry, I, I don't mean no, to interrupt there, but no, I can re I can remember our very first slogan was uh, bringing awesome back to work <laughs> because he wanted he saw right away that it was the culture wasn't there and the and that fear, you know, and so fear, all it promotes is the finger pointing and the blame game and that, you know what I mean? Yes. So get the fear dealt with. And so everybody knows just get some clarity, some trans transparency and some alignment happening. Um, yeah, it was bringing awesome back to work. That's what he wanted to do. He just wanted to bring awesome back to work to companies. That's really important. And I think that's a really great slogan to have. Um, yeah, don't interrupt me at any time, please. So, uh, you know, one thing that's really important about brand storytelling is understanding the core values of the brand and having the ability to really understand those words so that you can tell stories about times when you exemplified those words. Ah, okay. Values. So this is a little bit of a hot seat type of time for you, Sora. Uh, what are the top three to five core values of Kadosi? You betcha. We have four mm -hmm. and they are uh, alignment, uh, collaboration, transparency, and accountability. Perfect. Yep. So um, I'm going to go back to, a. we're going to go over one. So that, so pick one that you really think that, um, a Kadosi exemplifies the most. Okay. Transparency. Okay. Transparency. So can you define transparency for me? For sure. So the transparency, how Kadosi defines it would be, um, being open and honest, um, in your work so that people really know what you're working on and what you're having difficulty with. Mm -hmm. For example, um, sometimes leaders, um, a person is working on a project and they've reached a couple of roadblocks and don't quite know how to get over those roadblocks and try to work on it and try to work on it and try to work on it. Next thing you know, the leader finds out only because the deadline ha hasn't happened. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And the leader says, oh, I wish you would have come to me a little earlier for some help. I could have helped you. Do you know what I mean? In, in, instead of wasting time and resources. Um, and so to build that transparency, you build a culture where you feel comfortable enough and safe enough that you can go to your supervisor and say, oh, I have run into a roadblock. I don't know how to deal with this. Do you have any ideas? And so, yeah, being transparent with, if everyone is transparent, then everyone realizes we all have shortcomings and we all don't have all of the answers, <laughs> you know, and that's just part of being human. So, yes. yes. And um, I think it's really important. And, and you have once again, uh, highlighted the issues within the corporate and in certain medium sized companies that need a solution like Kadosi. And that's, you know, and having that transparency is really important, but knowing that you're not going to get blamed, knowing that you're not going to get fired for mm -hmm. coming up and saying, you look, I've hit this roadblock. I need help. And knowing mm -hmm. that that's okay. And that's important. That's an important piece that uh, a lot of people don't feel that they can do because that fear, I write a lot about fear. I write a lot about what fear is and how do people overcome it? So it's, it's one of those topics that I'm really, really passionate about. So can you give me some, an example story of a time when Kudosi uh, exemplified transparency in their, in their world? You betcha. One of the, um, one of the 
small little stories that I often use. Um, when I am demoing the product, we have as one of our menu options, the information little icon. And when one picks, uh, clicks on that and brings it up, it's a list of all of the um, additions that we've made and the bug fixes that we have fixed with Kadosi. So it's kind of, we, we, um, we do what we say we're going to do in the sense that we are open. We fix these bugs. Uh, Kadosi, you know what I mean, is working to be perfect. But as soon as you can find a bug, let us know and we'll fix it. Do you know what I mean? And there's always Q&A going on, always trying to, to be better. Um, but uh, I like that idea of being transparent. Here, here are our, the things that we've made better. Here is us trying to be better. And here is us um, not afraid to say we had to fix a bug. Right. Yeah, because yeah, there's oh, computers, there's always. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's just part of, of dev work, of development work is the bugs. They just happen, right? Yeah. And they're not necessarily always negative or evil or do you know what I mean? They just are. Yeah, that's great. Now, Val, um, in this interview that we've been ha that we're, we're having uh, and thank you very much for sharing Kudosi's story and letting us know, you know, what's the origin brand story, what are the values I want to talk more about Valve, though, because okay. why did you choose to work for Kadosi? I was asked by Chris, I've known Chris for quite some time, and I was asked uh, by Chris to come on board with Kadosi um, a little bit more than a year ago, about a year and a half ago. Mm -hmm. um, it has some wonderful founding uh, developers. Um, but sometimes developers, those who have a, a extreme keen mind on developing software are not necessarily people, people. <laughs> and so he knew throughout my life, I've always, whether it was in HR or whether whatever I've done in the past, it's been associated with people. And so he, he knew me as the people person. So he said, Val, could you be the face of Kadosi? Uh, Chris has a daytime job and he didn't want to have any conflict of interest with his daytime job and this, because his daytime job is also a SaaS product, a sale, um, um, yeah, a SaaS product. So what is that? Uh, software um, as a service. Software as a service. Yes, yes. And so um, I thought, wonderful, I could be. So they used my LinkedIn page and my Facebook page for Kadosi as well. And it's been a wonderful journey so far. Uh, talk about developmental growth of myself, of people skills, of I've always been a people person, but now I'm even a better people person than I was a year and a half ago. So, um, yeah, and the people that I've been able to meet and talk to, thank goodness, over Zoom. Like, I know there's, there's a silver lining in every cloud, but uh, COVID has been awful for some people. But the silver lining, I think, has been this whole Zoom. You can Zoom with people from Australia. You can Zoom with people from the United States instead of having to hop a plane and go there, you know? Yes, it's... So. Uh, yeah, it has been amazing. I've met people from all over the globe. Uh, yeah. Have you ever yeah. tried uh, a company called Lunch Club? Lunch Club? No. Okay. So basically it's, they match you with people on Zoom to talk to. Oh, fun. Okay. And you talk to them for 45 minutes or you choose to uh, go to their Saturday event, which is like speed dating for business people. Okay. Nice. You just start talking to somebody for 15 minutes then you talk to the next person for 15 minutes and then you take those conversations offline and I like it because you're meeting somebody face to face getting to know who they are and then you are following them on LinkedIn yes instead yes. of doing it the other way the other way yes which is much more authentic isn't it mm -hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. And when you think about the origins of LinkedIn and the original purpose of LinkedIn it and social media it was meant to keep in touch with the people that you knew in the real world. Mm -hmm. It was supposed to be a tool that um, you utilize to stay in touch. It wasn't really meant to be the thing that took over, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but it, we've made it into this other thing, but that's social media. And we'll talk about that another day because we're here to talk about brand storytelling. <laughs> uh, so what kind of, like, if you think about your own brand, Val, um, because everybody has a brand, whether we, whether we know it or not, we have a brand. It's called our reputation. Okay. So when you were going through your experiences in life and stuff, what would you say is a big obstacle that you had to overcome? Oh, good question. Me personally, rather mm -hmm. than, than the Kadosi. 
Mm. I would say um, confidence. Mm -hmm. Confidence in front of strangers. And it was actually something that I learned when I was... Um, I used to work for a gal who owned four franchises of Curves. You probably remember Curves. Yeah, I remember Curves. <laughs> yeah. And so she had four franchises here in Edmonton and I got to work with her and I did trainings with her and oh, we had a, a wonderful, wonderful time. But being in front of people, um, I realized that they're almost just as nervous as you are during that first meet and greet. Mm -hmm. And if you could almost just, uh, there's that transparency again, just sort of put it out there that, yeah, you know, looks like we're both nervous. Let's deal with it. Right. And obviously like when you say something like that, the other person goes, Oh, she's feeling that way too, you know? And so it, it just, next thing, you know, you can be more open because someone's been very truthful. Right. And so it was getting that confidence and that realization that if you're feeling, um, you know, nervous or, um, you know, why am I here? You know, oh, I came into the wrong place. Chances are there's somebody else out there that feels the same way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There, there definitely, definitely is. Um, we tend to think that we're, when it comes to the bad stuff, we tend to think that we're alone. Like we're the only ones that feel this way. We're the only ones that have insecurities or the only ones that have fears. And everyone else is very confident. But the, and then we think, oh, well, everyone knows what I know. Like, that's not, what do you mean they don't know what SEO means? Like, yeah, you know, it's, we don't understand our own value in a lot of cases. Now you did mention that, um, let's go back to Okadosi for a second and talk about what they had to overcome. What obstacle did Kadosi have to overcome? Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. So we had to overcome, um, how can I put it in words? I'll use an analogy. You know how everyone knows they need um, insurance. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Um, and they, they think about, yeah, I'll get that insurance. Yeah, I'll get it. And then all of a sudden something goes wrong. And then they think, oh, why didn't I get that insurance? Mm -hmm. But it's, it's kind of a difficult process. And it's the same with planning and planning for your business, planning for yourself personally oh, who really wants to do it? Do you know what I mean? It's an yeah. arduous process. And, but it's so needed. Once you do it, you realize there's so much value in everything else that you do because you're starting from a, a grounding aligned vision. Do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Whether it's personal or, or business. Um, I can speak through that through experience way back when I know I'm dating myself here <clears throat> in the eighties, <laughs> I got onto the whole, um, Stephen Covey bandwagon, okay. you know, with his, uh, roles and goals and all that type of thing. And I even developed a, a mission statement for myself. So yeah. I, and every year I go and I make goals for myself based on the roles that I see myself fulfilling in life. And it's, it's, uh, yeah, is it hard to do? Yes, but it's worked out for me so many times. So actually, when you go into that a little bit more, because I really think that that's important. And I think we've, um, you know, we've lost a lot from the, there's, okay. there's certain things in the 80s that were really good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really good. Um, and I remember it was a whole big, um, like he had to buy this special book and, and everything for, for, for his, his program. But when you're talking about your own mission statement, so wh why, why does a person need a mission statement? Well, you realize you, you come up with your own values. What do you value? And then you really try to think about, well, what do I want to give? Why am I here? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Why, why am I here? What purposes do I have? Well, he starts off as, well, what sort of roles do you do? And at that time, of course, I was, you know, married with children and, you know, this type of thing and, and working and, 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 um, had my, my community involvement. Okay, so this is what, what you have. What do you want to accomplish with that? And he'd break it down into something, even what do you want to accomplish in that role on a daily or weekly basis? And it was interesting um, to do that exercise. It's, it's difficult, but fun at the same time, if that even makes sense, um, in the sense that it's, um, uh, you really learn about yourself quite a lot and what you value, this type of thing. And um, it sets you up for success. Mm -hmm. It just really does. Yeah. 
it's like the foundation in anything. Uh, I was a, a horse person in the, in the past. And uh, there's four foundations that, that we learn about in horseback riding. And if anything ever happens awry with horseback riding, it's got to do with the four basics. It's, it's a controlled forward movement because you, you want to be able to go forward and not up, right? <laughs> On horseback. Even, even <laughs> you go yeah. up, you're going to go off. <laughs> exactly. Even, even pace. So you want that, that forward movement to be evenly paced, relaxation of the horse and the rider and flexion, being able to, to be flexible. And so oftentimes that I learned at an early age uh, in my horse career, but I brought that into a lot of the things I do. If I look at, and I'm having difficulty in something, I'll think, okay, am I, am, do I have an even pace of moving forward or am I pushing this too fast? You know, um, am I relaxed about it or am I too nervous and trying too hard? That's another fault of mine. Personally, I end up trying too hard uh, and then flexion being flexible. You just have to be able to move with the punches kind of thing and, and, and just work with the changes that happen. Um, yeah. So Anyway, I can't remember what sort of question I was answering now. That's okay. I love it. It's, it's great. It's wonderful. Um, you know, we've been around for a while. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Got a lot of experience. So when you think back, I'm going to put you right on the spot here, because this wasn't one of the questions that I gave you as okay. that was going to be asked, but if you had to go back and do it again, what would you want to remember in order to do it better? Like what lesson yes. have you learned in your life that you yep. would know? More? And it, it's a reoccurring lesson because I think the universe just doesn't think I've learned it well enough. Oh, I've and got that, a few of those. <laughs> yep. Yep. And that is patience uh, of all the, if I look back and think, oh, that was kind of a mistake. It was patience. Um, had I just waited to either survey the surroundings or survey the people or, or just sit back and, and relax and take note, I don't think I would have made the decisions that I made. So yeah, that would be patience. But, and I always joke because I was born a preemie. <laughs> so this is how impatient I was. I came a month early. Like I got people to meet and things to do, like get this on the road. Right. <laughs> Well, maybe that's why I have so much patience. I was a month late. Oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, I kind of joke about myself. Yeah. Oh no, I'm here to learn patience. Yeah. Here it is again. Cause yeah, it seems to be a recurring, a recurring thing in, in my life, a theme. Yep. Yeah. We all, we all have those themes. I have patience um, was one of mine, especially when it came to in decision-making and decision-making, you know, there's a process to decision-making and a lot of times we want to jump over a yeah. lot of the pieces because we're, we are impatient mm -hmm. and we don't do our due diligence or we don't uh, wait for that last piece of information to come and we make a decision that then puts us in a bad situation. Mm -hmm. So what kind of things would you recommend people that are have struggles with patients? Uh, what kind of things do you use to try and be more patient, be more patient. And that uh, basically what you just, uh, just uh, referred to there. Um, instead of just jumping to, to what, what you'd like to do, sit back and look at that plan. Look at that plan you built, whether it's a plan for yourself personally, or a business plan for your business, sit back and think, okay, this decision I want to make right away, because I just have to make it does it fit with my plan? And I think maybe that's why I liked why this Covey stuff just sort of resonated with me. It was, wow, he really sort of makes you sit back and take note, right? So the fundamentals, if, if the fundamentals are meant or are met, yeah, go ahead and do it. Go ahead and do what you want to do. But if there's some sort of little red flag or a little, mm, I don't know, don't do it, right? Mm. Just don't do it. Don't jump. Yeah. Yeah. I, one of the things that I, um, recommend people do on social media with their, when they're telling brand storytelling, their brand stories is, you know, you, you create those value systems first. You have, you really understand those three to five core values. And when you go to create a post, you look at the post and you go, okay, how does this align with the story I want to tell myself? What do, how, how does this align with those values? And if it doesn't, the next question is, why am I posting this? What am I hoping that's going to happen? What emotions am I feeling that are wanting me to, that yes. need to be fulfilled by me posting this? 
Yes. Um, and if you like the answer, post it. If you don't, delete. And I yeah. <laughs> so many posts before I post them. Yeah. And trust me, I've posted a lot of posts that I go, okay, you know what? It's out there. Let the world do with it what it wants, but damn, <laughs> I'm getting judged. And it, <laughs> yeah. Oh, and it will. And, and with this increased polarization of people's viewpoints these days and, and the lack of, I can remember when I was first in university again in the eighties, um, there was a culture and a, a, it was just university culture where you met someone that had opposing views than you, you mm-hmm. sat down and went, oh, I think blue and you think red. Oh, that's cool. Why do you think red? Well, this is why I think blue. Gee, and next thing you know, you get a sense and a, uh, of where they, they come from, where they, you know, a, a sense of uh, collaboration of how can we, how can we put this red and blue together and, and, you know, come up with something. Yeah, exactly. Um, and nowadays, I think we've lost that. There we're so polarized in our opinions. We're almost afraid to ask someone, Hey, that, that's pretty cool. You know, I believe in the opposite. Why do you believe in what you believe? Yeah. And I think that what you're, you, you've touched on something again, and it's back to that fear where, where, you know, we're scared to be shown as wrong. I mean, if you take the, uh, I wrote a post once about, um, being a, you know, being a mother and having that argument, breastfeeding or bottle feeding. And it's like immediately when you become a parent, a mother, you're in in one camp or the other, and you view the other camp as evil and wrong. And you're very, very adamant about that because you want to be right. Cause you want to know that you're making the right choice for your child. So instead of saying, you know what, I'm making the right choice for my child and me and my family, and that's good enough. We want to know that we're doing it better than that, than they are. We're the better parent. And I don't think there is that competition, that competition that we put ourselves into that is creating this. And when you think of the vaccinations and why people are so adamant that their way is right. Mm-hmm. they don't want to be proved that their way is wrong. Right. They don't but want it, to have it, that conversation because they're scared that somebody's going to say something that makes sense. And yeah. then they have to reevaluate what they've been saying. And nobody likes to feel like they've got egg on their face. No, no, exactly. Exactly. Nobody wants to eat crow. It's disgusting. <laughs> yes. you know? So And I think we've, you know, um, really touched on some really important things when it comes to how businesses need to communicate and how they can communicate by using Kadosi, by understanding where everyone fits and having a platform that everyone can access. And so I want to know, like, when is the catalyst that a corporation would have because we all need a catalyst before we make a final decision, right? So like you were saying about insurance. We want, we, mm-hmm. we, the time we want to, the time we'll actually go and buy insurance is after our house is flooded. Yes. Yes. Right? So what's that catalyst? What's that thing that happens, that tragedy or that will mm-hmm. happen in a corporation that makes them go, okay, I now need Kadosi as a solution. Mm-hmm. And, and right now I, I'm trying to capitalize on that catalyst in my social media posts. Almost everyone now it's Q4. And everyone's looking at, oh, did we achieve what we set out to do in Q1, <laughs> right? Did we do it? And a, a lot of companies have. Some wanted to do a little better and some haven't. And so a, a lot of my, you know, did you reach, reach Q4? You know, uh, imagine working with a company that didn't silo and, and, and had the allocation of resources was a whole lot more aligned wouldn't that be wonderful? And hey, well, here's Kadosi. You can do it this way. Yeah. Um, yeah so it, it's when things go wrong, you know, when deadlines aren't met and when resources aren't utilized properly. And yeah. Now, you're talking about social media, how you're telling these stories. So, you know, a lot of what we talk about on brand storytelling is how to tell your brand story. And one of those platforms, of course, is on social media. So what kind of tips and tricks do you have about how to tell your brand story on social media on social media well um i was attending your class one time and you gave us help on the small um words 
the words that that you can use in your social media that people will be googling to find you um and that was a really good um a really good tool to be able to use um and also you you mentioned too in in one of your shows um the key media times the times to use it like tuesdays and and thursdays are, are the best time to sort of post uh with the keywords um and what else just knowing um Knowing how your customer thinks and the pain that they're feeling, how can I um, touch the their touch them in the feels, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. with the with these few words and and so they can go, oh, there is help or help out there. Yeah. You know, I want them to be feeling what Chris felt when he first came up with the idea of Kadosi. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's got to be a solution here. Um, And the hard part, one of the roadblockers for Kodosi was actually finding the leaders of the organization at the time they were feeling that pain the most acutely, because that's when they would reach out and say, yeah, okay, I'll do this, you know. Mm -hmm. But you're right. It is about trying to find them at that time and being where they are when they need it. Yes. And that's what the internet is supposed to be like. They Google, okay, what's the solution for this? And they Google it but we're not, our messages aren't getting seen because we're not telling them in the way that people are searching for them. Plus the competition on those keywords is astronomical. Yes. For a lot of them. Um, So it is, you know, there's a lot to ground storytelling that most people just think, oh, I'll put this post out there. I'll put this blog out Mm -hmm. there. Nobody reads it. Well, it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it doesn't work because there's actually a big strategy behind it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, yep. And degrees well, behind it. People have people have. Yeah, this is a, a large subject mm-hmm. with many, many layers. So, yeah, it's um, I'm glad you're covering it on on your in your section of the real world, because, uh, yeah, as, as more and more that I can go in and glean information from the shows that you've done before, it, it just helps every it helps me and then it helps our customers, too. And it's just good. Which is why I, you know, I'm recording it now. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, not everybody can be on the show at nine o'clock. And, yeah. uh, you know, this is the time that I have. And this is the time that I, I've been assigned it. It's, it's, it works for, for me. Um, now, you're a member of Rail. And I want to talk a little bit about Rail because Rail is a sponsor of Brown Appeal. And I am tasked with uh, being, you know, um, source a resource for people in the rail community. Which platform would you say you enjoy? Would you say is the best for for you? Um, When I first joined rail, that was back in May, the platform I used the most was the um, uh, rail executive business network. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then again, because rail itself is also a startup, um, rail chat and rail market hadn't come around yet but now it's mostly rail market and rail chat that that i go to um i I do try to go into that rebn the the rail executive business network because there's messages people can leave me um referrals people can leave me that type of thing and i want to be up up on that but that same type of business happens on rail chat now so it's it's yeah you have sort of have to cover everything but i i I love Uh, rail chat in the sense that you don't have to be a member of rail to enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I actually, I wanted to mention that, that the um, people keep asking, what's the difference between rail business network and rail chat? Because they seem to be the same thing. Why would I post in both places? Da, da, da. And really what it comes down to is audience and purpose. Yes. Because rail business network is the people in the rail business network are rail members of, and they're actually rail active pro members. So there's different types of membership, but Rail Business Network are the Rail Active Pro members who are part of the organization to make connections, network, and refer business. And that's a big piece of it. And if they're going to refer business, it's in that Rail Business Network platform where they go in and they find and they click and they they give you the referral. Um, And you want to get to know people that are, these are the Rail Active Pro people. Mm-hmm. I can search for them. I know who's in this, this group. I know who's in this directory and I can make connections with these people. Now, rail chat, like you said, is open to anyone. 
and it's more of a social media thing. So there is going to be that news feed and the search is a little bit different. But now you're talking to uh, people that are that are just wrap, that are just on rail because they found it on social media or, or some mm-hmm. other way. Were invited by someone but aren't members yet, or they're rail active members, so they're using the rail app, but they aren't part of the business network. So you have to have kind of a, a more of a different strategy because these people are on rail chat to connect to make connections, but their their purpose isn't the referral piece. Yes. Like, like that's the big difference between the two. So that's why you post on both. And that's why you have to have your hands on both because it's two separate audiences with two separate purposes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, the wonderful thing I like about the REBN side is that not only am I a chapter member of my own a little unique um, cellular community, mm-hmm. but I can go in and visit other chapters. Visiting mm-hmm. chapters is something that's uh, highly um uh, recommended and encouraged yeah. and so and I have been I've been on to other chapters to tell them about Kadosi. Um and I think that's uh, absolutely wonderful so not only am I do I have my small nucleus reach I have the reach of people in uh, BC and now there's a chapter in Ontario and you know that there's it it's a, a great community to be part of um, and it's ever ever increasing much like uh, rail.chat, I have a feeling that we're going to find more people have the time to put their profile up on rail.chat, even though it, it is very easy to do and very quick to do. You still have to be in that mindset, right? Yeah. I think as we sort of slow down for this holiday season, people are going to say, hey, I have the mental five minutes now to sit down and put my, my profile on rail.chat. That's what I'm secretly hoping. Anyway. Hoping for a while. Here's a little tip for you too. When you're when you are meeting with people over the holiday season, you know one of the frustrations many people have on the big social media is that they post and the post doesn't get seen, and there's too many people. They can't find their audience because there's too much noise. And as we know that there's a lot of junk on there, and it's hard mm-hmm. to find the good stuff. Mm-hmm. So what you can tell them is that rail.chat yes it doesn't have a, it doesn't have the billions of people on it but that's a good thing because what it has on it are business business-minded people yes and business-minded people are going on there to talk about business-minded things to find suppliers to make connections with other business owners or other business-minded people because you know they just may be professionals or people who are you know career-wise it's it's what you think of LinkedIn was when it started. Yes, yes. In, rela- in relation to the um, the audience. Yes, and a lot of people it, are getting sick of LinkedIn looking like Facebook yeah. because those people that are active on LinkedIn are not active on Facebook for a reason. However, it's those Facebook type posts that get the engagement. So pe- that's why people do them because they want the engagement. And as soon as they do it, they get, in, they get the reward of being engaged and then they do you another one and another one. And next thing you know, it's no longer the business site because mm-hmm. of how people behave. It's easier to engage with a personal post. It's easier to engage with a funny meme or a crazy video than it is to engage with a link to an article about something that we may or may not read. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, it's about... Um quality rather than quantity well do you want to be seen by some people that are definitely going to be in your target market or do you want to be swimming in yes waters that's yes yep yep it's clean and clear where we are right now so come on in Mm -hmm. and you'll actually meet people Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and and kadosi has a story with rail you know a rail has helped we were one of the first um they used to call us um, strategic revenue partners, and now we're called market partners. So Kadosi was one of the first market park partners ever out there. So um, yeah, and and uh, Rail has helped Kadosi very very much. So mm-hmm. given us another avenue of exposure. So let's explore that really quickly before I take this to a Q and A, because you know yes, you are a um, a strategic marketing partner, and how has Rail helped Kadosi. Can you share a story with us? For sure. In, in the sense of reach, I think. Um, 
the reach and not only the reach of one or two people, but it's the reach that those people then have. Do you know what I mean? And, and it just goes on, you know, you, a friend tells a friend and then tells two friends and two friends tell three friends and, <laughs> yes. and that type of thing. Yep. And, um, you know, having a post up on rail.market um, inspired me to reach out to other places where Kadosi could also be um, um, posted. You know, so we, we're with a, a place called Capterra. It's specifically for SaaS companies. Mm -hmm. We now have a, a profile up there. We've reached out to startup organizations and, um, oh, a place called Intergen has recently helped us out too. But without the um, experience I've had of demoing Kudosi to all of the rail membership, going to all those chapter meetings and being on the, the nine o'clock meetings and just being able to talk about it, I wouldn't have the groundwork uh, to be able to talk to other people about rail or about uh, Kadosi as well. So yeah, it, it's just been a, a growth, a growth um, a ladder, I guess you could mm. say. Yeah. And that's great. And thank you so much for sharing Kadosi's story and your story and, and touching on those different ways that you um, get the brand story out there, which is, is wonderful. And thank you so much for the you know, um, I'm glad that you're learning and uh, from what I've been able to, per, you know, um, talk about, which is amazing. It makes me feel like I should do some more. <laughs> so thank you very much for that. Uh, I'm going to open this up to Q&A, though. So if anyone has any questions for Val about Kadosi or about her own brand journey, does anyone have any questions? We've put them to sleep, Shannon. We've no, no, sleep. you haven't. I just, I think you should talk a little about what you're doing with Kathy and how you're helping Ooh. enhance the value and development for all of your clients. Yes. Oh, I get to work with uh, Kathy, Kathy Wheatledge, who is, oh, by uh, Friday, I'm on her show. It's listed on um, Eventbrite. Mm -hmm. And she is helping uh, business owners come up with an elevator pitch. Because if you can come up with an elevator pitch, it's easier even to come up with, you know, your mission, vision, values, that type of thing. And so that's her focus. That's what I think she was put on this earth to do is helping people build business plans. It's part of her DNA. It's just what she does. And uh, she's been a business owner herself of, of businesses, plural, and has the um, experience uh, to really help people build their own business plans. Um, and so um, I'm, I'm there as a guest and really looking forward to it. And Kathy and I are gonna partner up in the future uh, because what she does leads to what I do. She helps people come up with a business plan. I help them pop it onto a digitized platform instead of just hiding it in some spreadsheet somewhere on the shelf, you know? Um, and then actually uh, tracking it and monitoring it and, and through each quarter and uh, logging in some, some um, historical data to look back on and, you know, when you do your reassessments and stuff. So uh, yeah, the, we're, we're like meant to be partnered together. What she does and what I do, it just mirrors or, or, or um, groups together quite well. And the other wonderful thing about this, there is one more rail connection, and that is the fact that you two were connected through one of our rail meetings. Yes. So, so yes. it all fits together. Yes. It's this wonderful ecosystem where we hand things off and over and help build everyone's success. Exactly. And, and here's that whole idea, too, of my, my own small community. I'm in Edmonton, Alberta, and Kathy is in B.C., so, you know, we, we met through rail and through uh, all those wonderful chapter things that happen. And there, there's more, I'm so excited for rail for the future because of their, um, their events that they want to have. And I know we did a small thing with that Eva world for a while, but yeah, rail's going to have, um, uh, trade shows, virtual trade shows coming up and things. So uh, it's, I'm so, uh, I'm on fire. I've always liked rail when I, I, I met it because I, I could see, the bigger picture coming right and it is a startup and it has changed but look how it has changed even in the last six months you know now we have rail chat and rail market and yeah it's wonderful absolutely wonderful so um yeah i really appreciate uh, uh marilyn getting me in touch with uh kathy it's been fantastic and uh kathy has her own journey definitely um that that uh she's just someone that you want to talk to <laughs> definitely yeah 
Are there any other questions? If not, we're just gonna start talking about brand storytelling. And, and you know, one of the things about social media that annoy you or SEO that's not really working out for you or, you know, um, how, or even just how you tell your story in rail and the, you know, rail is different because we are trying to put the people back into technology mm-hmm. um, with different things. So it was it was one of the rail members, uh, uh, Stephen Parks, who helped me come up with he did a little testimonial of Kodosi mm-hmm. and he helped me come up with um, it's a little bit more than six words, <laughs> but he he says uh, Kodosi is interactive, graphical, fully shareable strategic execution vision board. Mm -hmm. So it's a vision board for your strategy, but you can see it being executed. It does. And it's interactive because everybody from top to bottom and bottom to top um, have access to the information. And yeah, so it's fully shareable as well. So again, rail has helped Kodosi come out with that little line. And I use that in our advertising all the time. Oh, that's wonderful. And you know, that's, that's a great testimony to the help that you, you know, that yes. we, just, we just help. And it's- we help. Yes. Everyone seems to help each other out so much. It's like, um, it, it's almost uh, giving before getting definitely uh, a testimonial of that. They just want to support this ecosystem and support the community. So mm-hmm. it's definitely something that I want to stay a part of for quite some time. Yeah. I, I would love to help other other businesses. And I think even this partnership I'm going to have with Kathy will, <laughs> will be helping businesses. Definitely. You know, yeah, helping it, those go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, like, I was thinking like Canada, you know, we have so many small businesses, 80 per over 80% of Canadian Canadian economy is small and medium sized business. And, you know, we have very few corporations in Canada relative to the population. Uh, most of the jobs out there are either self-employed or um, are you're employed by a small or medium-sized business. And it's easier for those ones to get into a bit of trouble and then you find yourself on the unemployment line. Um, and then with COVID, you know, there's a lot of people now jumping in to the self-employment world and the freelance world. And, you know, I look at that and, I, and you know, you go to these networking meetings and go check out the people that are on the French or freelance sites. You're constantly looking for that next piece of work. Yes. In this gig economy that we have. And we're yes. always looking for work. So it's, our economy is very, it's like standing on this kind of wobbly foundation of a bunch of people who are looking for, or who are unemployed, but are not part of the unemployed stat because Unemployment, the definition of unemployment is that you're looking for work. Yes. And solopreneurs and professionals, like even realtors are always looking for work because they're always looking for that next sale. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, lawyers are looking for their next client. You know, there's always, and it's when you're a bigger company you're, you're, and you're employed by somebody that has the salespeople, you're not looking because that work's just coming to you salesperson's looking but it's there it's the ones that are all on their own and wearing a ton of different hats mm-hmm. you know when you wear so many hats it's hard to keep that funnel full so Val how do you keep that funnel full how do you make sure that you know you're always talking to people uh, very many different avenues um, everything from networking um, networking things there's a few groups that I belong to um, and then uh, rail, of course, you know, rail with that REBN is fantastic. Um, but yeah, we, I do networking groups. I've even done some speed networking events, which are kind of funny. It, it's like that, what you had mentioned earlier on Lunch in the club. podcast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where you sit down and you have three minutes, you're timed for three minutes and you can go over if you want to. But yeah, you sort of um, talk business to business. I, I think it, it, it's fantastic. Um, and so... Uh, because of COVID, I'm not on my feet going to businesses. Do you know what I mean? I'm more on Zoom meeting that way. So I use LinkedIn quite a lot. I use LinkedIn quite a lot. LinkedIn and the REBN are essentially the same thing, except LinkedIn is um, right now 
just a little bit different, just a little bit broader audience. But um, uh, we are an Alberta-based company and a Canada-based company, and we really want to do business in Canada and in Alberta. Mm -hmm. But if the business is out there, we will take it out there, you know, Mm -hmm. the United States or South America or wherever it is. Um, So, yeah, that's really where I reach out. I reach out on um, um, going to different networking events, Mm -hmm. basically. Yeah, which is why I'm so intrigued and I'm waiting for rail to do their um, uh, trade show. I really it's want really to be a part interesting. of it. That whole metaverse thing is kind of, it is interesting. It, it felt yeah. disconnected in a lot of ways because okay. you're this avatar and you're looking at other avatars and it's like you're playing a video game and not really talking to somebody yet. Their voice is one that you're very familiar that you're with. Familiar with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you're also just dis- distracted because you're wanting to go see everything. Like it's all brand new and you want to go see this and you want to go see that. So, you know, it's, it's that whole shiny object syndrome thing. Um, what do you think of where Facebook is wanting to take this and the whole metaverse thing where, where it's just a bunch of avatars running around? How are, how are you? Hmm. I would, that? for sure. I would be afraid Facebook, um, because you're hiding behind some sort of profile or some sort of avatar, Um, it's easier for somebody who has sort of more nefarious means (laughs) to do their, to do their, their not so nice business. Do you know what I mean? Or say Mm -hmm. something that is not necessarily truly what they believe, but they just lash out. Um, so something that they believe and they get to say it. Yes. Yes. Where they otherwise wouldn't say it. So there's a caution about that, but I think it would be how you use it there's a caution about the entire internet it's definitely a bad place sometimes but very very good place on it it's it's that balance of opposites right it's it can be something i use facebook and always have for uh meeting and greeting more so than just opinionizing (laughs) or getting caught up in the in the you know what's the flavor argument of the day kind of thing um, no, I'd rather know that the, my friends and loved ones are doing okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you, um, I want you to think about all the different face or all the different social media platforms that you are on. What's your favorite one? Oh, of course, rail rail would be the favorite. I use LinkedIn a lot, but the people I'm connected with on LinkedIn now I'm a lot of them. I'm also connected with in rail. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so I would say for different purposes, I use Alignables for, for business because mm-hmm. um, a lot of them are, again, uh, area, my community, small businesses, small to medium businesses in my community. But then Alignables can also go out of your community as well. Um, LinkedIn, same thing. Uh, Facebook, I use mostly for personal um, for, for personal business. Do you know what I mean? Making sure I have family all over the place, yeah. everywhere from uh, um, Ireland, England, uh, Holland, um, Canada, but all stretched out throughout Canada. So we have, well, no one's living in BC anymore, but I have friends in BC. <laughs> but yeah, from from the, the um, Quebec, I have family and friends in Quebec all the way. So I want to be able to connect with them and make sure that they're, they're just doing fine, right? They're doing okay. Um, so for, for me to actually use the business side of, of Facebook, it was a little different for me because mm-hmm. we have, Kadosi, of course, has its own Facebook page and I try to post on there a couple times a week. And it's, it's just a different feel for me. I have a different audience looking at Facebook than looks at LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. For LinkedIn, I know that Tuesdays and Thursdays mm-hmm. are the best day to post something, but I do know that when I get a response from a message that I've sent, or when I get a, um, a response from a post from a, say a CEO, mm-hmm. it's not those days. It's usually the evenings or the weekends. And it's because they have time to scroll through, but that's only because um, that's the, the narrowing of my audience. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? That section of, of the populace is a, a narrower section and maybe that's when they do have time to go on to social media well, so i try to i want like one of my biggest concerns one of my biggest things is who's on here like yeah. really who's on here because the busy people the people that most people want to um connect with 
are too busy to be on it for themselves. So they have teams that they hire to do it all. So am I talking to their team member or am I talking to them? Mm -hmm. Uh, The other thing is that there's bots. Okay. So whatever. And the people that are busy, the people that I want to talk to, do they even have time to be on social media? Mm -hmm. And so that's why I'm always about engage, engagement, you know, find those people that you who are posting that you want them to know who you are, engage with their stuff. So at least, you know, that they've seen your face. Yes. The picture of your face. Yeah. 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 So we're coming down into the last nine minutes. Is there anything that you want to let the world know about Kadosi or yourself? Oh, um, Kadosi is going to be um, revamping its website. So even though you can go to kadosi.com right now, look forward to in the next two or two or three weeks by the by the the start of the new year, it's going to have a new look. Okay. And uh, yep, so uh, that's kind of exciting. Our our brand message will be narrowed more more to more uh, authentic, and uh, we've changed it over the as a startup would. We've changed it over the last year and a bit but we think we've had it narrowed down now to our, our ideal customer profile and who we really want to reach out to. Mm-hmm. So that's quite exciting. And also um, I have an opportunity because I am listed with Captera. They've given me the opportunity to reach out to people and offer them a $25 gift certificate if they leave a review about Kadosi. So I have, and uh, hopefully we've got seven reviews so far, but I'm going to reach out again. And, and, uh, cause who couldn't use an extra $25 at this time of year, right? You know, extra $25 in this economy is great. When I used to work at Homestars, uh, which is an online review site for contractors. Um, if you're looking for an electrician or a plumber, you know, you want to know what their reviews are. You go to Homestars and there's their list of reviews. When they were starting and I was working there, uh, we would give away $10 gift cards for every review. Or so like $10 Starbucks cards or yep. Tim Hortons or usually Starbucks. But yeah, you know, so we, that, yes, we were paying for the review, but we weren't really paying for the review because you could write whatever you wanted. Yeah. We were paying for the fact that you actually rev- did the action. Yes, no, took so. the time and the, the mental effort and the time to log, to log in, in and answer the questions, right? Yeah, so, so. just people are like, well, you pay for reviews. It's like, no, you're not actually paying for reviews. Even that $25 that you're giving isn't a pay for review. You're paying for the time that they took to write the review. They can mm-hmm. write whatever they want. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I tell people when they are asking for reviews is when you write it up, give them structure by asking you know, why did you hire us? Like, what, what was your problem that you were having that brought you to hiring us? So what was the catalyst? Which thing do you like or which feature did you like or benefit or service did you appreciate the most? And what problem did we, did we solve or how did we solve the problem for you? And would you recommend us to someone else? Yes. Because a lot of times you say, can you write, us a, can you write me a review? And people are like, uh, yeah, I don't know what to write. Yeah. Or they write, yeah, she's really nice. It was really great. Or they yeah. give you five stars and that's it. No, you want them to write a story. You want them to be able to tell people, Hey, if you're in the same situation, we are, this was a great solution. If you're yes. in this, um, th- these are the services. It's about writing your story. Your brand story is no longer just written by you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's written by other people as well. And so that's my challenge uh, for the upcoming year is to be able to take those reviews and use them, you know, um, use them in, in our, our uh, social media. In your so um, yeah, in our messaging, you betcha. Um, like I know we have three reviews on our website right now, but I would like to incorporate more than just that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because it's, it's not, it's not me saying Kadosi is the greatest thing since sliced bread it's other people's opinion of and why they've used it and what they've gained from it. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's just, um, it's better than, than me getting on a soapbox and saying, you know, every business in the world needs Kadosi, which they do, <laughs> but yeah, it's somebody else's voice. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's important. Yeah. So just, and uh, we started so, early, so I'm just going to sign off. Oh, I was just going to that's okay. Uh-huh. And I want to thank everyone for coming by and for this wonderful uh, time with Val. And thank you, Val, so much for sharing the brand story of Kadosi and yourself and letting us know what you think of Rail and what you've gotten out of uh, your time with me, which is 
like I said, it's so motivating for me and that's wonderful. Oh, hey, and if you could write me a review, that would be great. <laughs> I will. <laughs> I definitely will. Thank you so much for having me on. It's, it's wonderful. And yeah, I would, um, anybody that's listening in the future, definitely check out uh, the channel that, that Shannon has her stuff on. The name of it again is Shannon. Um, I right now, all my stuff is on market appeal. So market appeal. Of, yeah. Okay. So look at market appeal and she's got more than just myself. Um, she's got interviews there. So check it out. It's definitely worth Lots your while. There. <laughs> Lots there. You betcha. And right and now it's not appeal. behind. And right now it's all free. It's not behind a paywall, but that isn't going to be the case going forward. Cause you know, let's got to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I, I'd like to point out that market appeal is spelled P-E-E-L, not P-E-A-L, for those yes. that aren't familiar. Thank you very yes. much, Marilyn. Awesome. <laughs> very important. Awesome. It is very important. Your identity is always important. Yes, and, and um, all of the attention. One of these days, Both I will have it all kind of going like this up here once, you know, <laughs> QA, this, that, the other thing. But, you know, it's just time takes time. Time. Time, time, why? That's all we can do. Yeah. Anyway, have a great day, ladies. Thank you thank for a wonderful you hour. Much. And uh, thank you for being a part of Brand Appeal, which is sponsored by Rail. And peel out. Chat later. Nice.